0: Welcome to another episode of Rethinking Health with the Healthy Attorney. I'm your host, Sophia N. S. Blair, author, attorney, and avid health advocate. Let's get started. On today's episode, we'd like to welcome Ms. Shanika Morgan. She holds a Bachelor of Science with honors in dietetics and nutrition from the University of Technology in Jamaica. She's a registered dietitian and she has been working as a nutrition professional for over eight years. She's also currently employed with the Ministry of National Security in Jamaica. Welcome, Shanika.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: I'm gonna play something for you and then we can use it as the basis for discussing dieting and lifestyle changes.
2: When I used to go on a diet, and I no longer do that, I've made a commitment to a healthy lifestyle. I used to eat up until 12 midnight on Sunday. Anything that wasn't moving. And on Monday, I would, I would get up and, and, and um, eat a fruit, you know, light fruit breakfast. And for lunchtime, I would fix um, some broiled chicken and meticulously peel the skin off and eat the chicken and then eat the skin. Do five setups look in the mirror and become discouraged because my stomach doesn't look like a washboard or one of the Avon Haley dances. And I say, what the use? And then I go to the refrigerator and eat food cold standing right there in the refrigerator. So when I evaluated where I broke down, I realized I can't have junk food in the house. So I had to remove that. And then I realized there certain streets I couldn't drive down. So I changed my route. I stopped taking people to lunch or to dinner because I couldn't sit there and watch them eat. When I had to go someplace and speak and they were eating, I said, call me downstairs when it's time for me to speak. Because if I sit at the table looking at them, the food's going to call my name. And I know this. So I had to begin to make sure that I wasn't putting myself in a position where I would give up on my commitment. So I began to strategize around avoiding situations where I knew that I was going to become weak. Another thing I do when I don't keep my commitment, I either deny myself something or I do a trade-off. If a glazed donut takes advantage of me, then I require myself to do an extra 25 setup or I walk for an extra 15 or 20 minutes. So you might have to deny yourself something or do a trade off. Do something that will offset it. The other thing is start again. So what? You fell flat on your face. So what? Start again. Learn from the experience and start again. Don't count yourself out. Don't sentence yourself to a lifetime of being miserable or a lifetime of being unhealthy. You are a human being. Don't volunteer your life that way. So having heard
0: that clip, how important is it for someone who's going on a diet to shift their mindsets?
1: That's a very good question. I mean, the clip was very interesting to note because a lot of persons have that same mentality in how they think in terms of diet. And exercise. And I just want to say that um, a lot of persons, if they're in the position that they want to lose weight, that uh, we tend to think about getting down as quickly as possible to our goal size. And uh, in that case, you know, we may have some sort of negative connotations associated with just that because we don't necessarily. Think about doing it in a healthy way, based on you know different diet aspects or different a lot of different diet dietary trends that are out there on the market. And we need to sit back and think about why we are doing what we are doing, and is it healthy for our bodies or mind? Because a healthy lifestyle you know, basically incorporates the mind, the body, and the soul, right? What we are inputting into our bodies is very critical, just as how we think about what we are doing, even consciously or unconsciously. So we want to ensure that we are thinking positively to change your mindset, as was said, because the first and foremost, If your mindset is not changed to a positive view, then the dieting or the exercising will not necessarily work as how it should and be kept off for a prolonged period of time. So a lot of the time you see a lot of persons say they want to lose weight and they are not comfortable or satisfied with how they look and they go on extreme diet to basically achieve a particular look for different reasons maybe because um how the celebrities look they compare themselves with other persons maybe they were teased growing up there are a lot of different reasons why persons want to go for weight loss and nothing is wrong with weight loss but we have to do it responsibly and also do it healthily in the sense that we are eating balanced, having a balanced meal, right? Ensuring that we're not having an excess of one particular food or a single type of food, that we are constantly having and neglecting other food that have other nutrients that our body really need. So in the Caribbean here, we utilize the Caribbean six food groups That basically involves your staples, which is uh, our carbs. The nutrients would be our carbohydrates that we get from that group. And some sources of your staples or your carbohydrates are like your ground provisions, such as your yam, your banana, your your starchy foods, basically, you know, your cocoa, your dashi And in addition to that, you have your rice. Your breads, your pastas, and you can go on. Then we have our second group, which is our food from animals group. From this group, we get our protein. And you know, protein is very important with the building and repairing of our muscles and our tissues. And as the name suggests, the food from animals, you're getting that from your chicken, your fish, your seafoods, and Every other aspect that falls within that, your dairies as well, your cheese and your milk. This is very important for muscle building and repairs for our bodies. The staples as well, our carbohydrates, are the main source of energy for our body that basically fuels our bodies. Without this deficiency in, in, in this nutrient, we may not function optimally as we should. So it's very important that we have foods in moderation, ensure that we're taking our foods in small portions. So we'll be watching our portions as well. Our third group I'm going into is our fruits. And everybody should know what the fruits are. And our vegetables is another group. And from these both groups, basically you're getting your vitamins and your minerals. And this group, we call them your glow group, basically because it enhances our skin enhances our eyes or we see through our eyes very clearly, our nails, our hair, make our hair very shiny. So it it enhances our outer, exterior appearance of our bodies. And then we have our fats and oils group. This is the group we should basically aim to have very small amounts of because of the high concentration of energy that the fats and oil has. It's a very high source of energy. This is where a lot of us take in so much of, and it just creeps in in other foods based on if we read our food labels or not. And in the end, if it constantly happens over a certain time period, it will end up being an effect on us and our health. And the last group is our legumes and nuts. For persons who do not have your food, food from food from animals, You can get your protein from this group, your legumes and nuts, such as your peas, your beans, right? So you may have peanuts, you may have your cashews, your kidney beans to cook with, so you can have stew peas. So these are different ways and means for persons who are vegetarians can opt for this option. So for a healthy lifestyle, ensure that you are also stress-free I mean, not everybody can be stress free, but work towards doing that. Find something that is fun, that can take your mind off certain things that may, may keep you down and put you in a not so good mood, right? So it's important as well that we get enough sleep throughout the day. For example, you know, we should be having at least six to eight hours of sleep per night. And the persons may have different uh, schedule as well that may even affect this. But it's good that we try to incorporate sleep in our lifestyle regime and to ensure that we are, no, living and thinking positively at all times and to ensure that we are also incorporating physical activity into our lifestyle regime.
0: Those are all excellent points that you just made. I do want to go back and touch on the why. You said when we are starting the dieting process, we need to be sure of the why. How can somebody develop their why or what's some tips for creating a strong why?
1: The tips for creating a strong why? Why to develop a
0: healthy lifestyle? Right, why to go on this dieting process or how to shift How to use your why to shift your mindset so that in the long term, your dieting process works?
1: Okay. So in terms of uh, thinking about why you should be shifting your mindset, you're shifting your mindset because at the end of the day, the main goal is to ensure that you are healthy. You are acquiring a healthy thought process your physical well-being as well is is good and strong and it also comes down to creating a better social and atmospheric well-being for other persons who are around you because if you are putting yourself or you're in a place where you are not happy this will definitely affect a lot of different things about you and by extent um, other persons who are associated with you and it may even feel make you feel lonely because they may not have anyone to speak with who share their same sentiment you know someone who could guide them as well so for persons who may have a struggle in this area it's very good that we try to create a social atmosphere with other persons you know body system a partnership system with persons who have the same affinity or goal that you have and for them to also help you in terms of to acquiring that goal so family could get involved with you taking a walk around your community in addition to maybe trying to find other ways and means to get into different physical activity and to have a healthy mindset and outcome to better your life and for the lives around you. Because your experience can also be shared to help other persons basically to find themselves and will definitely help someone else to make a better decision or choice in their lifestyle.
0: Let's say I decide I'm going to go on a diet and my goal is to lose weight, which I think is the goal for most people who start dieting. Based on our conversation, it seems that the first place I want to start is creating a plan. Let's talk about how I need to approach dieting from the beginning and from the planning stages.
1: That's a a very excellent point and to have a plan basically starts with the mind everything comes back to your mindset. so if you are ready and you have you have decided to make that step and to make that change in your lifestyle it first has to come from your thought right so it's the thought processes that we come back to even though we want to lose the weight and we decide Yes, let me get up and do something about it, right? Sometimes it comes back to how, you know, how is it this will be achieved? And when can it be done? To have these things being written down, it also helps to show how serious you are in achieving these things, right? So first and foremost, it's important to even start out with the current weight that you're at before starting your exercise or physical activity regime so you can know where you're coming from when certain weeks have passed and certain months have passed and this will help you as well to feel accomplished at the end of the day when you have made certain strides going through your activity and achieving your goal so yes a plan is very important to be sure and to make a more decisive approach to achieving Your goal.
0: And while I'm planning, I'm supposed to be considering the six food groups that you set out before. How much of those items? I know we talked about the oils and fats, those should be limited. But if I'm trying to lose weight, am I supposed to be eating more animal protein than carbs, or is is everything supposed to be balanced?
1: So when it comes down to basically the quantities, because we use the food group as a guide, right, to ensure that we are actually having each of these groups in our diet for the entire day. It's a whole day approach to functional eating. So we have all the six food groups we're using as a guide. It doesn't mean that we're going to be using all of those groups in one particular meal, for example, breakfast. right. So for breakfast, we wouldn't necessarily have all the six food groups incorporated in one meal. For some persons, it may happen. But remember as well that nutrition is an individualized aspect for each person. So each person have a different calorie intake that they should have or their recommended daily intake. And this will be basically vary from male to female and from female to female. So for a female, an estimated calorie intake for a, a female would be 2000 calorie or less or more, depending on their physical activity level, their age and other factors. For a male, it could be over 2500 for a regular or normal male, right? So it varies according for each person. Basically, you have to sit with a registered nutritionist or or the dietitian for us to calculate each person's intake based on their lifestyle. What is it they want to accomplish? And all of those different factors, your hereditary and medical factors come into play as well to achieving your overall goal in a totality, roughly around 60%, 55 to 60% of your overall intake based on a 2,000 calorie would be coming from your staples or your starch. And this is according to our Caribbean culture. So it may vary for other persons, as I mentioned, based on what their goal is and what they want to for their body to look like physically and how they want to feel overall so all the food groups should be incorporated for the entire day for your breakfast your morning snack your lunch your mid afternoon snack and your dinner Also, your eating times may vary based on different factors, you know, an athlete is obviously taking a lot more calories than a person who is sedentary, right? So the different eating times and your eating episodes will vary according to your overall lifestyle and what do you do throughout the day, your physical activity level. Some persons may have three meals for the day, including a snack or two, it varies. So it's important that we can sit with a registered professional nutrition professional for us to basically assess you in totality and come up with uh, an ideal and realistic plan to incorporate your goals at the end of the day.
0: That's a great point. I know we talked about the glow group, which I I really like that, that the fruits and vegetables are considered their own subcategory, a glow group. I wanted to touch on how important it is to make sure that the foods that we're eating are fresh versus processed foods. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: So we take in both fresh and processed foods. Fresh foods are important. You know, for different types of food, you may be getting more availability of your nutrients and in processed foods, you're still getting your nutrients because the manufacturers, when the foods are packaged or canned rather, you know, some nutrients are lost and, you know, it can be replaced or it is actually fortified with additional nutrients to help our bodies. So the important thing is that we are ensuring that we are eating, as I said, adequately and in moderation of foods that we require on a daily basis to function, to think well, and to ensure that we read our food labelings, read our food labels. Because even though for some in certain parts of the world, believe it or not, maybe they do not have a certain fresh foods that are available to them. So you would have to resort to other ways and means to ensure that you're getting your foods. And one of these ways is by canned products. So your sardines, you know, akis are being um, canned these days, your vegetables are being canned. So different foods as well are being kept to ensure that it is made available to other persons who are not in reach of fresh foods on a daily basis. And even, for example, you know, within the Caribbean here, we experience a lot of hurricanes. Let us use, for example, Hurricane Gilbert. After a time period, there was no running water, there was no electricity. Supermarkets were shut down for an extended period of time. So, after a while, persons may run out of food and fresh foods at that because remember your refrigerator you would be out of electricity to be using that. So it comes back to how oh, can we get our foods even though they are not fresh, but we're still getting in our nutrients because remember that our nutrients are coming from our foods and that's how we operate and function with these adequate nutrients in our diet.
0: So when we talk about processed foods, we have different categories, we have the breads, we have junk food, we have canned vegetables and fruits. And based on what you're saying, on a diet, our mindset regarding processed foods should be we opt for processed foods to supply nutrients that we cannot obtain from fresh fruits, or from fresh foods. So in thinking that way, We should never then be opting for the processed junk foods or processed foods for which we have fresh foods available, correct?
1: I just want to clarify that statement, but not to say that we get the nutrients from processed food that we don't get from the fresh foods, Um, because our fresh foods will provide our nutrients. You know, it's only lacking. Or let me use, for example, fresh fish. We can get our iron from this food and you get a more widely available amount of protein. And as opposed to now your sardines or your canned fish, in addition to that, you will be getting your calcium and uh, an increased amount of iron as well from the canned fish versus the fresh fish. As i mentioned before, the addition or the fortification of the additional nutrients that is added to the canned food because they pressurize the bones on the fish. So you're more able to know, eat and digest the bones as opposed to your fresh fish, you're unable to have the bones because they're not edible. So in this example, we are getting additional nutrients from our bones in the canned fish. So if we're going to get all of these additional nutrients in fresh foods, maybe we could incorporate some milk or dark green vegetables as well to get some calcium and iron from that. So it's about the combination and how we combine our foods to let it be more enhanced nutritionally to gain the maximum benefits and additional nutrients based on the different groups. We're coming back to that again, based on the different groups that, you know, it will be obtained from. Is that clear?
0: Yes, very. So we still want to avoid though, the junk food, the chips, the candy, the ice cream. Are we supposed to be avoiding those things because they have a low nutritious value or are we okay to indulge in those items based on a balanced diet approach, even though they only somewhat fit in the groups?
1: Okay. So we call those items, you know, your miscellaneous items and sugar is considered an extra calorie per se, because in Whatever that we do, we're going to be having extra calories coming from those same items. But the important thing is that we should ensure that at the end of the day, we're getting in the amount of calories that our bodies need. In addition to your nutrients to function at an optimal capacity for the day and beyond. So yes, you mentioned something very important as well, that the sweets and the quote-unquote junk food are not nutritionally Adequate or dense because they're empty calories, empty nutrients. So you want to limit those, or limit and avoid the consumption, excessive consumption of those types of foods. Ice cream is a dairy, so you can definitely be getting your calcium and other nutrients based on you know your choice. But is it something that you're going to be sitting and having every single day? No, that's when we speak about moderation. So you have things in small quantities, all right? And to ensure as well that it basically incorporates into our full entire diet for the entire day. So even though we may be having the ice cream or another food, we have to also take into account our whole dietary approach for the entire day if I'm going to have this ice cream how can I replace it with maybe another carb or protein aspect to ensure that I'm not over-consuming the amount of calories that my body needs for the entire day so that my body will not be storing the excess amount of calories as fat. And that's what we try to minimize from happening. So that is very important in terms of having our food in moderation limit the excessive amount of a particular food that we may have been constantly in excess of the recommended amount that is needed. And to be mindful of how we're eating, when we're eating, why we eat, um, how we eat. And it all comes back to, as we said earlier, our mentality. Everything starts there and ends there. A lot of times we May sit and we have emotional eating. So we may feel sad. We may feel neglected for whatever reason it may be. And we throw ourselves into these comfort foods. And because of the amount of sugar or the amount of salt, we end up having an excess amount of it because it appeals to our emotion at the current time. So you want to ensure that you are. Cognizant of how you feel, why you eat the way you eat, and what is the factor that plays into you operating in that way. It's important in terms of mindful eating, again, that you take your time to eat, flavor your food, enjoy your food. Do you know that your nutrients basically absorb more easily and better into your system, your digestive system, when? You are pleasurable about what you're eating. So, you want to ensure that when you're eating, you sit around your table if you have one to ensure that you are sensing your entire plate that's in front of you, your environment, and to favor what you have in front of you. You're using your five senses or your six senses rather to incorporate in you having and acknowledging your meal. And I guess that's why we see our graces. You have to thank the Lord for providing for us um, the meal that we have and to ensure as well that our bodies absorbing and digesting these uh, food and nutrients uh, in order for us to operate at an optimal performance at all times. It's very important as well that we eat with others when possible. You know, eating alone can lead to us eating mindlessly. And that could basically be you sitting in front of you know, the television all alone, you're there with a plate of food or a bowl of food in front of you and you may be eating and watching a movie or so and by the end of the time period you realize that you have maybe overeaten what you had in front of you. So it's important that you scale down in the size of your utensils and to place what can hold on the utensil, well rather your plates, And to ensure that you basically have within your range of what you can have and not to overeat. Remember, as well, you want to think about what is it, why you're eating, what you're eating and the reason for doing that. Sometimes we may not feel the urgent need to eat because, you know, we sometimes fall into emotions for other reasons. We may end up to just use that too use our food to comfort us and just have, you know, what we have to make ourselves feel good.
0: So let's say that my habits have caused my mindset to be very harmful when we're talking about nutrition and dieting, in a sense that I overindulge on junk food. I'm not nutritious, conscious. How do I now shift my mindset into one that is more nutritious, conscious, you know, more mindful, is it helpful, like we heard in the clip to just stop partaking in behaviors that we're used to, and kind of start anew, not going to certain places, because it's too tempting, not buying certain things to have in the house, because it's too tempting. How helpful is it to do a kind of a quote, unquote, cold turkey approach to dieting? The
1: Important thing here is basically to try to change the word from dieting to incorporating a healthy lifestyle, healthy eating, a whole day approach eating. If you look on the word dieting, some persons may have a negative connotation to the word dieting because that means to them that you're eliminating certain foods from their diet and especially foods that they really love. So when it comes to that thought process, it is really hard for persons to follow through on that. So we need to now shift our focus to think about how can I be healthy for, you know, the rest of my life and to change how, as you said, the negative aspect of me going down this road that is not healthy for my body, my mind. And basically, you want to change how you see food because it comes all back down to just that. How do you see food? How do you see exercise or physical activity? Is it even incorporated in your day currently? What are the excuses or what are the obstacles that I am currently facing and how can I overcome those obstacles so i can incorporate now this healthy lifestyle into my daily regime you know a lot of us may have sedentary work go to work we sit at the desk for over eight hours for the day then we go in our vehicles and we sit again for a couple hours in traffic right We have to go pick up our children, sometimes females, males as well. would have to be thinking about preparation of the meal for the day and for the week for their families. So they may have a lot of different variables to come into play. And as we come back down to planning, right? So we think about how is it that we now can incorporate the healthy lifestyle? What can I do if I have work for the entire day for five days for the week for over eight hours how do I get in any physical activity and you can sit and think about for some persons it may be still challenging to incorporate that and that's where the professional come in where you can work with the professional to incorporate realistic regimes that you can do maybe before going out to work in the morning so you can do at least a 10 or 20 minutes of uh, some form of activity. If it's after work, if you have some time, you can also incorporate a fun activity that you like, for example, a sport that you like, or it could be swimming, it could be dancing to get yourself active. Try to incorporate physical activities throughout your day at work. If you are in a sedentary position, mainly, and if not, how to increase your intensity of your physical activity throughout the day while still doing your job so those are some things you can think about in terms of how to incorporate a healthy lifestyle and a physical activity regime in your daily walk into becoming healthy in addition to that it comes back down as you mentioned to planning what am I going to be having for the day today tomorrow and for the rest of the the week And if you can do this and have it written down as well, you can create your menus, creating your shopping list. We're going into budgeting that will help you to budget on what you can afford, what nutrients you're still getting in your diet based on the food groups that we had discussed earlier. Are you getting enough fruits and a lot of vegetables in our diet each day? How much are we getting in? Sometimes, when we do not necessarily plan these things, we end up going throughout the day, sometimes eating one meal or just having a, a snack. And over time period, you know, this may negatively affect your body and your health in terms of chronic illnesses that you may end up with based on your long term way of living and eating. So, we have to be more robust in our thoughts and in our planning. And it does take time. It does take a lot of discipline because it's not easy for a lot of person, especially if you're always on the move as well. So thinking about this will definitely give you a different perspective. You know, planning your budget, your shopping list, ensuring that everything within the food group is basically evident in your list and also your menu for the week. And that will help you to easily plan your day and to be more organized. To ensure that you have your packed breakfast, your lunch, and you know you can even pre-prep your dinner. You come in, and you don't have to be on your feet too long if you're too tired. Which is another thing that comes up a lot. You know, they're tired to eat and tired to prepare dinner, and you know all of these other circumstances that may come into play unfortunately so it's good to have a really good support system along with having a good mentality at the end of the day having a negative mindset it leads to failure so changing the negative mindset to a positive mindset in terms of not thinking about dieting per se but to creating a healthy and long life oh you can help your family your friends, your other persons, your other acquaintances um, around you to emulate that and practice that. And your self-esteem in the end will definitely be built up to help someone who may need your help as well. So all of that plays into, as I mentioned, your whole spirituality, your physiology, your mentality, your whole totality.
0: Wow. That's an excellent point. Well, does intermittent fasting benefit a healthy lifestyle.
1: All right. So I know this is a kind of new aspect for a lot of persons that a lot of persons are now embarking into the intermittent fasting. And there are studies that shows that it works for some persons and for other persons it may not be that case. And I'm going to go back to what i mentioned earlier that you know nutrition is an individual plan for a particular person. Let's use for example If you go to your doctor, your doctor will provide you with a medication based on what is happening to you. That medication is particularly based on your circumstance and your health condition that can't be shared with your mother, your sister, your friends. And there are obvious reasons why it can't be done because it may harm them. So in a similar capacity, creating a a meal plan or And for an individual is tailored specific to that individual. So as I'd mentioned, intermittent fasting may work for some persons and it may not work for other persons, basically based on their lifestyle. For intermittent fasting, it can go up to 14 to 16 hours of roughly not eating or drinking anything. And remember as well that our body naturally goes into a fasting mode when we sleep and as I'd mentioned that we sleep on average between 68 hours each night or day depending on our shifts and our body operates on a circadian rhythm because our body operates like a clock it's a biological clock so our bodies tells us when we are hungry when you feel that hunger pang that comes on it tells us when we're hungry and sometimes we do not pay attention to how we feel and take action when we feel differently, right? So usually we eat between three to four hours. That's a recommended guideline for the day for most persons. And if you practice that over a time period, they usually say over 21 days, your body automatically picks up any new thing as a habit and it becomes a part of you so if you can practice your meal timing between every three hours for the day over a time period your body will know know that this is the time period for you to refuel yourself because our food is our fuel so you know that this is a time to fuel our bodies to ensure that we are preparing or what is to come based on our activity level throughout the day and what is it that we are expected to do. So if we're going into doing any physical activity, we want to ensure that we are having our main meal, our large meal, at least four hours before to prepare for that physical activity. What types of food do I need to consume and how should I hydrate as well, which is very critical, our hydration status and come closer to that time period, what, again, can I use the top-up to more prepare myself that I have glucose available to secure anything
0: else that I am ready for? When we talk about physical activity, is 30 minutes still the average guideline, or does it depend on intensity?
1: The double WHO- rule Basically, stay 30 minutes for your physical activity. And 20 minutes can also work for persons who have a challenge I mentioned in terms of their, you know, their daily regime. If they can fit that in, even for the day and for moderate to vigorous activity, at least 150 minutes for the week, you're doing it consistently as well, because it's good that you try to get your results You have to be disciplined first and foremost. You have to persevere. It's not easy to start out doing something, especially when it comes down to self-motivation to get something done and achieved. So uh, you have to ensure that you persevere throughout any single circumstance that you have in life to achieve a healthy mindset and lifestyle and to vary our exercise or physical activity regime. And it's important to get this clearance from your medical doctor because you may not know if you have any underlying issues. So that will also depend on your intensity level. If you should do a light exercise, moderate, or vigorous exercise regimes. That is important for you to note, especially if you're just starting to do any sort of physical activity. You don't want to start from zero to high Right. You have to gradually build yourself up to ensure that you are comfortable achieving the intensity level that you are at. And to maintain that, you will know when you have reached that high end of it and to make that change to get your body into a different feel, and to maintain that consistently and repeatedly and that's so how it becomes a part of your lifestyle if it's a part of your lifestyle this is something that you can end up now living through throughout your life with until if you're blessed to be at a elderly age you know you see a lot of persons these days in their 60s and their 70s and you wonder how they look so tuned they look so young youthful vibrant right it did not just start Maybe when they were in their 60s, it would have to be starting a few years before to a moment to give them that gracious look at that point in time in their formative years. So in order to achieve a certain goal, the change begins now and we have to make that change in our life, in our family's life as well. And that begins right now.
0: Wow, there are so many different points to take away from this conversation. I wanted to get a general summary, though, of how one should approach dieting. And from our conversation, what I understand is that, first of all, we need to get rid of the word dieting, and we need to focus on developing a healthy lifestyle of incorporating different aspects like a full night of sleep, depending on your schedule, physical activity, depending on your medical condition, planning appropriately what you're going to eat based on the different food groups and buying foods that would help you to gain more nutrition in your day. Is there any final point that you'd like to make on this topic? Well,
1: we could go on and on to discuss about having a healthy diet or a lifestyle rather. I just want to encourage persons who have a challenge in terms of to reach the goal or to basically live a fruitful and healthy life for themselves because first of all and foremost, you have to be doing it for you and it will definitely help other persons who are around you especially your children because your children are looking at what you are doing and if you are telling your child or your children to do something that you are not doing it's going to be a challenge for them to grow up in this world to continue on a healthy path a healthy regime to make the world, the society, the community, your community, a better place to live, work, play. So everything begins from an individual standpoint, and it will definitely emulate to other persons, even without you knowing, because you always have persons looking at you when you do not know. So... If persons are not happy, it shows. And if they don't feel positive or always negative about, you know, whatever the circumstance may be it will definitely emulate to other persons. So I just want to encourage persons to never give up. As we had started out with the motivational talk that you played, never give up. And as he had mentioned, if you fall off the wagon, just pick yourself back up again, brush yourself off and get back on. Because, you know, Rome was never built in one day. And as I mentioned, discipline is never easy and consistency is never easy to maintain. So if you can't do it alone, get help. If you may not have a body system around or friends or family to rely on or who can help you in terms of achieving your goal and to help you to have a good mental health, well-being, and overall healthy lifestyle, seek professional help. It will definitely change if you want it to. So just try hard. Think about it. Pray. Um, You know, if you're a spiritual person to ensure that uh, we persevere throughout our hard times and take one step at a time, right? So you can start off with just doing one thing for the week to gradually build yourself up and uh, everything will fall into pay because you will feel good making that change over a time period. So start off with your list, what you want to do. Very simple list. Let us start start off with just one fruit or one vegetable for today all right you give yourself a pat on the back the next day you try the same thing and you complete a week and that's how you gradually build yourself up if you can't do 30 minutes of exercise all right let us start for five or ten minutes all right at a time throughout the day we can build on that as well actively incorporate that over a time period where you have the love and the affinity to get it find something that you enjoy doing. If you enjoy dancing, skipping, swimming, find a sport that you enjoy doing, and this will help you to continue and be consistent in incorporating this in your lifestyle. And thank you so much for having me, and I hope this will definitely help someone.
0: Thank you, Shanika.